0: You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode 41. Hey cowgirls and welcome back to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. If you're new here, welcome as well. Hey, hi, how are you? I'm so glad you're here. We like to have a lot of fun around here, so I hope you stay well, grab some coffee, grab a marg, whatever time of day it is, do your thing, girlfriend. I don't judge. Um, before we dive into today's show, though, I just wanted to ask you guys a quick favor. If you don't mind, can you please go leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And even better, if you just take a minute or so to write out a little message for me, I love reading them and they help this show grow so we can get it into the ears of other Western babes such as yourself. Also, while you're at it, take a quick screenshot and post it to your story on Instagram. Tag me, Branded Cowgirl Podcast on Instagram, and I would love to share it. Um, I would love to get this, this show growing and into so many more ears of people, ears of people, does that even make sense? So that we can uh, have some awesome guests on the show and provide even more amazing content for you guys. So, all right, now that that's all out of the way, let's talk about today's topic. So we are going to be discussing what I would do if I started a brand new Instagram account from scratch. Or in other words, strategies that I think you should be doing to implement into your new Instagram account. So if you have decided that you want to start a brand new Instagram account from scratch, zero followers, zero posts, and you have no idea what you should be doing to start the process of growing that account, this is the episode for you. You know, take your notes, pull out your notebook, pull out the notes on your phone, like, you know, pull out some voice memos if you gotta be jotting down some little notes here and there if you're driving be safe Um, but yeah we're diving into all things Instagram account from the very beginning Instagram is kind of forever evolving and changing at this point and it can feel super hard to keep up with sometimes with all the new features but I really want to just hone in on a few of the most important ones that you should be using today so Good news, you don't have to be doing absolutely everything all the time on Instagram to be growing your account. It's really not as complicated as you might think. It just takes some dedication, patience, and consistency. So if you are wanting to start a new Instagram account or if you are just wanting to start over on your current one that you already have, maybe give it a fresh new beginning, then stay tuned because we are getting into all of that and more right after this. Hey, my name is Sarah and I'm a Western photographer, a business educator, and a marketing nerd. But most of my friends just know me as the crazy horse girl. My journey started when I bought my $800 horse at 14 and that manifested into a business that changed my life. I'm a cowgirl turned full-time entrepreneur and I have made it my mission to help other Western women and men grow thriving businesses so they can live that small town dream life that they desire while achieving goals bigger than they ever could have imagined. Around here, we cover all things marketing, social media, branding, content creation, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. If you're ready to get to work, learn how to uplevel your business and your life and get a little rowdy too, then you're in the right place. Let's get to it. All right, sister, let's talk for a second. Are you struggling with Instagram? Like you have no idea how to make yourself stand out from everyone else in your industry and yet just wish you knew the magical button to hit to make everyone want to hang out on your page. Well, can I let you in on a little secret? it all starts with your bio your instagram bio is the first thing that people read when they come onto your profile and you only have a few seconds like less than seven to be exact to make an impression that will either get your ideal client to stay or have them clicking off your profile faster than you could say buttercup Okay, I honestly don't know where that came from, but you get the point. I have created a totally free resource for you to help you with this problem. This is going to help solve all your IG bio issues. If you want to be able to attract your dream client, make sure they are serving all the right people, then you need my free Instagram bio upgrade guide. Inside the guide is my five step process to creating Instagram bios that are super clear on who you are, what you do, and who you serve. If Instagram Instagram is where you spend most of your time in your business, then you need to get your hands on this freebie, y'all. To get your hands on this guide, you can head to SarahElrod.com Instagram and snag your download. Once again, that is Sarah with an H, Elrod, E-L-R-O-D dot Instagram and start upgrading your Instagram bio game today. So one of the first things that I would do if I were to start over on Instagram or start a brand new Instagram would be to get extremely clear on a niche. Now, if you don't know what a niche is, I don't really know. Have you been living under a rock? No. It seems like everybody these days, we all have a niche, which is good. You should have a niche. Um, But basically that just, it's also pronounced niche or some people say niche. I used to say niche, but then I heard a lot of people say niche and now I say niche and now... I don't know what is happening, Um. but anyway, niche, 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 I don't know. Tyler's going to listen to this and be so mad. I think I say that every time we talk about niching down because Tyler says niche and now I say niche. Oh, I'm spending way too much time talking about this. Okay, so you basically, it's the direction that you want to take your account. It is like the specific Uh, category or type of person that you are going to be talking to and serving. That's how you can kind of narrow down a niche. And okay, this is only really, I feel like I just need to put this out there as like a disclaimer, It's only really relevant if you are planning on creating this new IG account for the goal to eventually earn income from it. So if you're making an Instagram account and it's just a personal one and you're not planning on like making this a business or anything like that, you can honestly disregard this whole entire episode. So, uh, but I'm assuming if you're here and you're listening to this, then you are trying to monetize your account. You're trying to help your business grow, use this for marketing, all that kind of good stuff. So you're in the right place. So think about why someone may want to follow your account. Think about your own following habits. Why do you choose to follow certain accounts over other accounts. Um, Is it like they are in the same niche as you? Are they a ideal client? Like what, what are your own following habits? And like think about those and why people might choose your account to follow and use that to your advantage so you're gonna want to again niche down and stick to a particular topic or area of expertise in the beginning because it's going to allow you to grow so much faster but as time goes on and you start to expand and get more broad you you know you can get more broad as you expand but you want to start super specific in the beginning and you'll, you might notice like with influencers, you know, that have like big, huge accounts, they kind of talk about a whole bunch of stuff. But I guarantee you in the very beginning, they probably were very specific on like one particular thing. So if you're wanting to be like a fashion influencer, make sure you're just posting a ton of content about fashion and clothing. Um, and then you can always grow into more lifestyle stuff later on. Or if you're a photographer, you should be posting a lot of stuff about photography and, you know, serving your ideal clients, tips, tricks, things that are going to help them. If you are a horse trainer, you're going to be wanting to post lots of tips and tricks and ideas about horses and knowledge about horses and, and horse related things. You know, you don't need to necessarily go into talking about a whole bunch of your personal life quite yet in the beginning. Wait until you have an established following and you kind of have built that trust factor with your audience. And then you can start to go more broad. The second tip is to think about your personal brand. So if your account has nothing to do with you personally, then you can just skip this step. But if your account does involve you and you're kind of the face of your brand and your business, then this is an extremely important step. So you've probably heard me talk about pillars before, branding pillars, and usually I tell people, to have anywhere of like five to six pillars that they talk about on a regular basis and they rotate through. But I'm going to make it even more simple for you today. And we're just going to do three. So we're going to talk about this method that I recently learned about. And I think it is so awesome, especially when you're just starting a new account, because You know, sometimes five to six topics can be a little overwhelming that you're rotating through. So we're just going to narrow that down to three. So we're going to call this the three by three method. I did not name it. Somebody else did. Um, I honestly don't know who named it that, but (laughs) I've heard a few different people talking about it. So the three by three method basically is to have three pillars of content and three values. So for me personally, in my own brand, my main three pillars are photography, Western lifestyle and business education. These are three pillars that I am constantly rotating around. Now, of course, those are kind of broad pillars because there's a whole bunch of sub pillars and subcategories inside of those, like for my educational stuff, um, sub pillars categories could be marketing, branding, finances, productivity, all those kinds of things. Um, but in as a general, it is business education. So those, those are my three pillars. So kind of think about like three things, like three main things that you are going to want to continually talk about as pillars. And you could make them more specific. If you're a business coach, your three pillars could be branding, marketing, and productivity. So those those could be like super broken down. And actually, it's probably better if you do break down. I'm kind of starting to lean into getting a little more broad on some subjects because my following is getting more established. But if you are, again, just starting from scratch, which is the whole point of this episode, then I would get as as specific as you possibly can. And don't stray from them. Just keep it super, super niche down in the beginning. And I promise, promise it's going to benefit you more than if you start off super general. And then once you see that growth, that's when you can start to, you know, branch out and talk about other things that you want to talk about. And then so for the values part, this is things that are they are things that you can promise to your audience that you're always going to uphold when they encounter your brand. So this could be like being generous, being kind, having lots of energy, being super outgoing, having full transparency, authenticity. I kind of hate that word, but it's true. So the things that you're going to basically, you know, stand on forever, your brand is always going to represent these types of things. And by sticking to a personal brand, you're creating consistency with your audience, which is eventually going to build this like, know, and trust relationship with them. And that's going to eventually help them want to buy from you when it comes to selling. So personal branding, getting a niche, getting all of this stuff super clear is going to be so important. And there are things that I wish I knew when I first started an Instagram account because it would probably have helped me so much. But That's okay. You learn from my mistakes and do as I say, not as I do. The next thing that I think you should do if you are just starting over in your Instagram or starting a new Instagram is to really optimize your bio. Your Instagram bio is super crucial no matter where your business is, but especially in the very beginning. Your bio is that first thing that people are going to see when they come on your profile. So you want to make sure that you are very clear on who you are and what you do in your bio. So there's a few key things to include in your bio. Um, I actually have a full freebie that really breaks this down a ton. So if you would like to grab that, then head to Sarah slash Instagram and you can snag that. But I'll just let you in on a few key things that I talk about in that free guide. Um, so some things that you should definitely have in your bio are to make sure that your name on your profile has a keyword that's SEO friendly and searchable. So like it's just the name that's at the top of your profile, not your username or your like at name. This is just the name that's at the very top of your profile when someone goes on your page. And a lot of people would just put their name, but you wanna make it almost specific to what you do. You can have your name in there, but if you're a wedding photographer, put that. Put, you know, Sarah, wedding photographer or Western wedding photographer, or you don't even have to include your name. Um, You could just put what it is you do, like your title, since you're limited to characters in that, because that's what people are going to be searching. You have to think about if somebody were to go in their search bar and they don't know to search for you specifically, what kinds of things would they be typing into Instagram in order to find your account? It's probably going to be keywords that are associated with what you do or your brand. So make sure you include keywords into that Name. The other thing that you want to include in your bio is your I help or I serve statement. And this is just, I mean, exactly as it sounds, uh, you can word it a little bit differently, but it's basically a sentence that says I help blank do blank or I teach blank to do blank. Um, if you're a business coach, I help creative entrepreneurs feel confident in running their online business by doing blah, 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 blah. And you can word this however you want and make it obviously a work towards your business. If you're a photographer, you could say, I help, you know, I know I have a lot of like Western, uh, Western photographers listening to this. So if you're a Western photographer, you could say something like, I help Western couples, document their wedding days on their ranch or uh, that was super lame um I'm so bad at coming up with these on the spot I feel like I always like talk about this with my students anytime I have like one-on-one coaching I'm always like yeah say this and then I like try to help them come up with it and I'm like I have to get back to you this is this takes brain power for me I have to like think about it not on the spot so (laughs) then I feel like I love doing it but like you're putting me under pressure and I'm nobody's even putting me under pressure right now it's just me sitting here by myself, but hey, it's fine. But yeah, you I mean, I hopefully you get the idea. You, I help blank do blank. I teach blah, 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 blah. Um, it's just being super clear straight to the point. A lot of people want to put a lot of fluffy stuff in their bio, like wifey and mom of four and that stuff's all great. But if you are using that and it's taking up a ton of space in your bio and you don't have room to add in these crucial elements, then take the fluff out and just make it super straight to the point. And then you can add the fluff into like your stories and your feed, add it into your highlights. You can make it about you and have fun things included. But we want to make sure that we're using these strategic places strategically and that we're not just throw in a bunch of stuff that's not gonna help us grow a business in there. You also wanna make sure that you include an external link on your profile. So because of the fact that we don't own our Instagram accounts, it's always a good idea to get people to join you in other places too just in case one day Instagram falls off the face of the planet. Probably have heard me talk about email lists. I'm a big fan, big fan. Um, But even if you're not doing email lists, it's just good to get them on other platforms as well. Following a blog, follow you on Facebook, YouTube, if you have a podcast. Um, I think your external link on your profile should lead to, I mean, anything and everything. Link to free resources you might have. Link to other social media platforms. Link to pages on your website, such as your About Me page or a contact page. Page to make things a lot more clear and informative the nice thing is because of Instagram you know you can only put so much in a caption it's kind of nice to say oh you could click the link in my bio and it'll take you to the about me page to learn more about me and then you can have your website that's super on brand and beautiful like listing out this whole big thing about you and then Instagram is just the snippets of the information that's put into your bio you might have heard me say that Instagram is just a handshake we want to get people onto our websites or onto other places. Instagram is just possibly where they find us, but it's not the final destination. The next big tip is to have a freaking poppin' profile pop pop pop. Wow. Say that 12 times fast. <laughs> have a poppin' profile photo. Poppin' profile photo. Poppin' profile. Pop, have a poppin' profile photo. There are, <laughs> wow, This is getting a little crazy. Uh, There are millions of people on Instagram in case you didn't know that you are up against Um, and they might not all be your direct competition obviously but there's millions and millions of people on this platform. So how are you going to stand out? A great way to do this is your profile photo. I always stand by the rule that it should be a pretty close-up photo of your face looking at the camera and smiling but you can even though that might sound kind of boring you can make it creative you could have a super bright background you could um, make a cute little border to go around like the circle so it kind of stands out a little more I think anything like that can be a lot of fun it can make it stand out a little bit different and that way people are scrolling down like a comment section even if it's not on your profile but they see your profile photo Photo. it might stand out to them if it's like super bright or just looks a little different than anybody else's photos. I would avoid using any full body photos because it would just be way too small. You're not going to be able to see your face you know you can't like zoom in on the profile photos so I would just not use those just use a headshot nice and up-close show your pretty face smiling and also save the like creative moody pics where you're all like serious and looking away or you have like hair blowing across your face or something I mean there's no real science behind my statements that I'm making right now I mean there might be I feel like it's probably a good correlation that when you're showing a friendly face it's more inviting versus like something that looks really dark people aren't going to be as likely to click on it as much I guess unless you're that's like your market I don't know but anyway when you use an image where you're looking at the camera you're creating that more intimate connection with somebody who comes across your account I would never use a logo either I know a lot of people tend to put like logos as their profile photos I think it's could be okay if it's like a very simple minimal logo that's maybe just like one letter and you know if if it's not a personal brand if you are not a part of it if your face is not important to the business then I think you could get away with doing that if you have a really complicated looking logo even if it's not a personal brand I probably wouldn't use it either but um Otherwise, if it is a personal brand, you shouldn't use a logo at all. You should show your face. My next tip if I was starting Instagram over from scratch would be to plan out your posts ahead of time and have about 12 images ready to go or already posted right from the beginning. So obviously when you first start out on Instagram, you have zero followers and you have no posts. It's going to be a lot harder to gain traction and gain followers if you're just posting like one image every single day for the next 12 days and to get to that full grid view because that's that's where I get the number 12 from right 12 is kind of that it makes your whole grid on first glance look very full and that is going to be more likely to attract people to want to follow you versus if they come on your account and you only have like one photo or two photos because you just got started so you're more likely to Uh, Do better have more success with getting followers and getting people to follow you back and things like that if you have a good stash of images already posted and created from the beginning. My next tip is to compile five different hashtag groups or at least a few, even if it's not five, it could be three to five, three to six, something like that, but different hashtag groups that are related to your niche. This is helpful for reasons of convenience so that you're not having to type out all those every single time that you make a post and and copy or that way you don't have to just type them all out every single time. You could just copy and paste them. But when you take the time to do hashtag research ahead of time, you're making sure that your posts are going to be reaching the right people. So if you take the time to really go through, search these hashtags, see how many people have used them, what the engagement on these posts look like, decide if it's a hashtag that's going to be related to your brand, if your ideal client's going to be clicking on that hashtag and using it, and then you add it to one of those lists. And then now your photo is going to start showing up under those hashtags when you post that. But you, the reason why you don't want to just have one set of hashtags because I think you can have 30 on every single post but you don't want to just have one set you want to have multiple sets of them because you want to be rotating through your hashtags and not just posting the same ones over and over and over again this is you know whether or not you believe in shadow banning isn't The point here, um, nobody really knows, I guess, if it's a real thing. Instagram has come out and said that it's not. If you don't know what shadow banning is, it's basically something that started like a rumor that said if you use the same hashtags over and over again, I mean, there's a variety of reasons why you could get shadow banned, but specifically, if you were to use the same hashtags over and over and over again, Instagram is going to think that you are a bot or you're fake and they will stop showing your posts for that photo or if you post a photo of your dog and you do hashtag this is my cat uh instagram might not show it and they might shadow ban you because they know that that's not a cat and you're lying so you want to make your hashtags relevant to what you're posting but you also want to make them relevant to your brand that's why hashtag research is so huge and it really comes in handy when um it and those are what's searchable too like that's what people are looking for and what pops up is those hashtags so you want to make sure that you're Really being intentional about what hashtags you're putting on what posts. And if you have sets already pre-made, then piece of cake. The next thing I would do if I started over would be to go through and follow a bunch of people that are within my same niche. When you associate yourself with other people that are in your same niche or your same expertise, then you are training Instagram to know what kind of content you want to see more of and what kind of content you associate yourself with. This is going to help increase your chances of finding your ideal audience, but it's also going to help Instagram be more likely to push out your content as recommendations to your ideal audiences. So let's say you follow one of your competitors and your ideal client follows them too. You will be likely to show up as a recommended profile if you have already been engaging with that competitor's profile as well. So none of this is obviously guaranteed. It's not foolproof, because it really just boils down to your audience and all the information that Instagram is tracking from them and you, but it will increase your chances for sure of showing up on their explore pages or under certain hashtags and all that kind of stuff. You also wanna be following relevant hashtags to your industry or your niche. And if you already did the previous step of like hashtag research, then you're already one step ahead. This is gonna be super easy but you want to go through and find the hashtags that you like the most that are most relevant to your particular expertise and the things that you believe your um, ideal client might be following or hanging out in or using and follow these hashtags this is also good for finding other people in your industry to follow and engage with them so that you do start showing up in those recommend those recommendations for um, your ideal client and your audience this is going to make your community so much better. Your engagement will go up from both your competitors and your audiences, which is awesome. And I kind of hate the word competitor because there's room for all of us, but that's what they are. You are in competition with people to some degree. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so follow hashtags that are relevant to your um, niche, your hashtag or your hashtags, your industry And make sure that um, when you follow them and you see that hashtag as you're scrolling through your feed and you see posts popping up, make sure that you're engaging with the posts that are showing up under that hashtag so that Instagram knows, okay, this is good. This is important. We're going to make sure that we keep showing her more of this stuff or that we keep associating her with this particular uh, hashtag or things like that. So you want to be commenting and liking and messaging and all that kind of good stuff on the posts that pop up under that hashtag. The next thing is to leverage Instagram stories and reels. I did an entire podcast episode on reels. I cannot remember for the life of me which one it was. I wanna say it was very, (laughs) in the very beginning. Let's see if I can find it really quick. Ah. Boom. Number seven. Episode seven, A Complete Reels Breakdown. If you haven't already listened to that episode, then I would definitely recommend you go listen to that so you can get a better idea about reels in general. But I will kind of briefly talk about stories and reels here and why I think they're so important, especially in the very beginning of growing an account. So there's... Obviously, this, um, you may have heard this new update that has come out in the past week or so, if you're listening in real time, where some of the creators of Instagram have made statements saying that Instagram is no longer a photo sharing platform. Video is where it is at and it's time to get with the times even if you hate being on video your followers need to see your face they need to hear what you have to offer and instagram stories is a really amazing place to do that and to build connection with your followers and show personality and again all associating back to that like know and trust factor but stories are also the only thing that are currently in chronological order so your chances of being recognized are greater than if you post just a photo on your feed and um you know expect it to just show up to all your followers cuz it won't there's less than a 10% chance i think it's actually less than 6% chance that uh, or 6 not not chance less than 6% of your followers see your post um you're more likely also to get dms from stories versus if somebody just sees a photo scroll by from your profile they might like it and they might comment on it but DMing you is like a really good way to boost engagement and getting DMS and people are way more likely to do that from a story versus having to click on your profile and then click the message button. You can do it. You can message someone directly from stories so they make it super easy for that. And then as for reels, reels have amazing viral capabilities. Reels is highly competitive with TikTok right now. These videos are being pushed out like crazy and. I mean, it won't be like this forever. So I highly encourage you to jump on this opportunity while you have it. It's been like over a year now. And if you're still not on the Reels bandwagon, homegirl, you need to be. They are life changing. I know it can feel weird. I know it can be a little awkward getting on video. You don't have to dance. You don't have to point at words. There's so many other things that you can do. I would suggest maybe scrolling through now set a timer because they could be addicting and you could be there for five hours, but set a timer for like 20 minutes and just scroll through and see if you can see anything trending. If you hear trending songs and how you know if something's trending is honestly you just hear the same thing like over and over and over again or people are all making kind of the same type of video over and over and over again and try to make your own video following those same trends because trends are trends for a reason they're popular people want to watch them and they're very popular so the more you can jump on the trends the more likely your content is to be seen as well so again make sure that also on stories and reels if it's possible to use all the resources that are available such as like hashtags on stories it's a totally a thing you go like you would go to where there's the stickers that you can put on there and put some hashtags in there you could even slide them off to the side so they're hidden so like you don't have to look at them but using hashtags on your stories and geotagging Um, or tagging your location is super important because it just gives more of an opportunity for people to see your stuff. And then one of my last tips for what to do if you're just starting an Instagram from scratch is actually a little contradicting. It is to get off Instagram. So I know sounds kind of weird, but hear me out. Instagram is not where you should be spending all of your time all day, every day. And I heard someone once say that it is takes a platform to grow a platform if you know what i'm saying so make sure that all your other platforms are pointing to the other accounts that you want to grow you know your youtube account should be have like a description box that links to your facebook page your instagram your twitter linkedin um TikTok, all the places that you are. If you have a podcast, it links to your podcast. Your Instagram bio could have links to all these different platforms too, because Instagram could do the same thing. It could be vice versa. If you don't have much of a following on any other platform, then, you know, maybe you have to try to grow them simultaneously or you could focus on just Instagram and then use your Instagram to grow your other accounts. But I think it is really important to have your following hanging out with you in multiple places, even if Instagram is the main place and that's your main hub and that's your jam. I love Instagram too. I get it. That's totally fine. You can spend a lot of time there, but don't make it be the only place. You should have somewhere else that you can invite people to interact with you and hang out with you as well. Okay, so now that we've kind of gone over these like 10-ish points of things that I would do if I started from scratch, I just want to quickly cover a few things of what to actually be posting on Instagram because I know we talked about um, like how often a little bit I mean just in the very beginning about like filling your grid with those 12 um, squares but what should you actually be posting and so I'm gonna give you about nine-ish ideas of things that you could be posting and I want you to first before we even get into that I want to just like put a disclaimer out there that these posts like don't overthink it. If you're starting from scratch, if you have zero followers, just getting something on your feed is better than nothing. As you grow and get followers, then yes, focus on providing a ton of value. But in the beginning, I mean, you probably have a couple friends, your mom following you and you know, she loves you, but she probably doesn't care about whatever value you're bringing or trying to bring. She might not be your ideal client unless she is your ideal client, then she might care. But most likely your mom might not be your ideal client and that's okay. So, you know, don't think too hard about this. Don't like stress about having these, you know, posts in the beginning being like crazy good and they're game changers for your business and all that kind of stuff because it's not true and people are very rarely going to scroll down to the very bottom of your page as you have like hundreds of posts. You know, they're not gonna, they're not gonna scroll down to the beginning and if they do, it's, beginning. So who cares? So let's kind of talk about this strategy. So there is a strategy of just categories that you should be talking about. So we talked about like the three by three method of having three pillars. Um, But if you're looking for other things to kind of expand beyond those pillars and you want some maybe category ideas of things that you could be talking about in those first nine Ish or so tiles that you're going to be posting, then I'm going to just kind of rapid fire some of these off. Again, this is just some ideas. I bet you could come up with way more. But the first one would be behind the scenes content. So this is anything that is kind of that inside look behind your business, opening up that curtain and showing people your desk space, even if it's messy and not super pretty. I always kind of have to laugh because. I think my house is pretty cute in the main room, but my office is literally the most un looking thing ever. I just don't have any matching furniture it's I don't have a lot of furniture I have not figured out an organizational thing situation yet so I hate recording in here um, or doing video calls in here because it's literally so ugly but um, that's just where I'm at right now and I feel like it kind of helps people to understand that like I'm a real person and I do not have all my ish together so showing your office space um, showing if you're like a photographer showing yourself editing what you look like when you're editing Um, all that kind of stuff or behind the scenes on like photo shoots or behind the scenes of you working out if you're like a personal trainer. Anything you can give kind of that behind the curtain look. People love that. Eat it up. It's the best. So um, the next one would be your why. And this is kind of explaining like why you're doing what you do people want to know why you decided to sell this product or offer this service and it's actually a really good selling point to just talk about why you're doing this people don't just buy something from you because they want to buy something from you they they buy why you're selling it so if that makes sense like that's kind of a weird way to word it but it's true your why is really powerful and i think A lot of self-help people can get a little caught up in all the fluff of like, you're why, you're why. You hear that all the time, but like it's, it is, there is an element of importance. Don't take it overboard, but there is importance. Um, The next one would be encouragement, and this is just anything that could be inspirational Um, Or motivating these could be little graphics if you don't have any I love doing this if you don't have like a picture to post or Something, you know, you don't have content you're running out of pictures You could just make a little graphic on Canva and post that and usually these do really well with engagement because it's things that people You want these to be stuff that people are going to share onto their story So maybe it's a quote that you said or someone else said. Make sure you tag it if somebody else said it. But, um, you know, you could make it and and have people share it on their stories. And that's going to bring more awareness to your page as well. Um, and then personal insights is another one. So this could just be like, what do you do in your free time? What do you do when you're not working? Kind of a deeper look into the real you. How do you spend free time? How do you spend you know, your weekends off? All that kind of good stuff. The next one is about you or about me. Um, and this is a little different than personal insights, not the same thing, but the about you section is, you could take it literally and make it about you, but it's more of a way to say why you're making the decisions in your business that you're making, kind of explaining your reasoning behind things. So about you, about your business is probably a better way to put it. And then the next one would be to showcase your product or service. This is kind of where you're selling without really selling, without feeling like you're selling. You're not going to feel sleazy doing this. You're just talking about it. talking about what you sell, what you do, what it does. Uh, Give all the ins and outs of this product or service that you offer. And then the last thing are the benefits. So talking about your business without, again, selling your business. This is you can sell without having to say, hey, buy this from me, please. This is just you talking about the results that people have. And those speak mountains. Is that even a saying? Those speak mountains. That makes no sense. But that is going to drive huge profits to you if you can do this correctly and and not push it too hard. But Basically, get offering results, sharing the results that people will see when they buy from you. If you don't have customers, talk about what you want your customers to have, what kind of results you want them to have. Openly talk about it. Put it out there. Put it out there every day, all the time don't ever feel like you're repeating yourself too much. Don't ever feel like you're getting annoying because people have to see things many times to make a decision on it. So make sure you are staying front of mind and talking about this constantly. Share your offers. That's the only way you're going to make money. Share your offers. Share what you have. I'll give you a few examples for whatever type of business. If you're a photographer, you know, the results that people might have is that they feel super confident after being in front of the camera. They've always been kind of insecure, but your sessions made them feel just like radiant and beautiful. That's awesome. Share that if you are a coach of some kind. Uh, maybe the results you want people to have are that they have this strategy for whatever it is that they're doing if it's in business or if it's in fitness Um, you know if you're a nutritionist maybe your results are that people lost weight maybe your results that people are having is that they have now established this routine like a working out routine or something there's there's so many things but it's so powerful when you can share those results with your audience so When you first start an Instagram, you have to be willing to work at this. You have to be willing to grow organically. And these are the tools that are going to get there, get you there to do that. Don't buy bots. Don't buy followers. Don't do the whole follow for follow, follow unfollow thing because it's going to kill your engagement. It's going to screw you over. It's always super obvious when you can tell somebody has bought followers because they might have like a ton of followers, but their engagement sucks. Um, they might have, you know, a, a ton of followers, but only like five likes and, you know, not, it, it is what it is, but, don't do that because the engagement is so much more inf- more important than the follower number. If brands are ever going to reach out to you, if that's something, if that's an ever a goal for you to get brand deals, you want to make sure that your engagement is high because brands are going to ask you for that and they're going to look into your engagement and make sure that you're not lying. So <laughs> don't don't try to be sneaky. Don't try to cut corners. Do it organically and I promise it's going to benefit you in the long run. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you found this beneficial. I hope this was helpful. We really took a deep dive into this. It was actually a lot longer of an episode than I was anticipating it to be. So hopefully you guys like that. Um, Again, take a screenshot of this. Let me know that you're uh, listening and tuning in. And tag me on Instagram at Branded Cowgirl Podcast. And I'm kind of curious. Send me a DM too and let me know if you like longer episodes, if you like shorter episodes if you like more conversational type episodes or if you prefer just like the rapid fire step-by-step instructions on how to do something um, even if it's a shorter episode if there was like more 15 minute episodes where it was just like boom, boom 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 would you prefer that or would you prefer more longer form content so shoot me a dm let me know what you think and I will see you guys in the next one bye guys Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl Podcast. To stay up to date on the show, give input, ask questions, and more, make sure to join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. You can also follow us on Instagram and check out all of the show notes by going to Sarah Lrodblog.com slash branded cowgirl podcast. That's Sarah Lrodblog.com slash branded cowgirl podcast. And if you have not yet, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can continue to grow and get into the ears of more Western creatives just like you. All right, y'all. I will see you in the next one.